BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. So wide open, Barcelo again. Oh. AB for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Ben Bagley. Good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the BYU Cougars are in Springfield, Missouri, for a matchup with the Bears of Missouri State. The Cougars coming into this afternoon's game following a disappointing 72-65 loss in overtime Wednesday at Utah Valley University in a game that saw not only the Cougars suffer their first loss of the season, but the loss of big man Gavin Baxter, who suffered a torn ACL in the first half of the game. After the game, head coach Mark Pope said Baxter was done for the season, and unfortunately, this is the third time in his BYU career Baxter has suffered a season-ending injury. In the game, BYU struggled from the field, shooting only 32% from the field, even without Baxter and Gideon George, who did not make the cross-time trip due to a non-COVID illness. The Cougars did out-rebound the Wolverines 53-50, but had only five second-chance points, something that they've been really good at so far this year in the game off of 15 offensive rebounds. That's not going to get it done, and it didn't on Wednesday. So now, BYU hits the road in more than just a bus to cross town, but actually a flight to Springfield, Missouri, to face 4-3 and three Missouri State. The Bears come into the game coming off an OT loss of their own to Illinois State. And while the Bears may not be a household name, they aren't going to be a pushover for the Cougars either. Missouri State comes into today's game 76th in the Ken Palm efficiency rankings, making them the fourth toughest team, according to Ken Palm, BYU has faced this year just behind Utah. With the absence of Baxter, the young big men are going to have to step up and impress even more than they have at this point of the season with newcomers Fosini Traore averaging 7.8 points per game and seven rebounds and just over a block a game and Atiki Ali Atiki averaging 2.3 points and 2.3 boards per game. Both are growing into their roles and both are growing to be to being an integral part of this team, but the team's going to need Caleb Lohner to shoulder more of the load. Lohner currently averaging 7.5 points and seven rebounds a game. Another guy who's done his share of carrying the heavy load is Alex Barcelo, who again leads the team in scoring in the loss and on the season. He sat down with Jason Shepard for our pregame uh, player interview. Here is that conversation. So how would you describe the mood of the team right now? Are you guys angry, extra focused? I mean, how do you view this game coming up? What's the mindset right now? Focused on getting a win tomorrow. That's it. How much of everything, not just the loss, but with the loss of Gavin, when you think about that game in its entirety, what was the biggest thing to overcome, do you think? Um, you know, I would say just... Uh, I would. Marcelo's, by the way, is playing catch with the football <laughs> as we do this interview. He's multitasking. So, so just know that this guy can do more than one thing at the same time. Uh, I would say just, you know, it, it's extremely tough when, when one of your key players goes down like that, but um, just being able to, to, to bounce back and uh, to refocus ourselves. Um, obviously, the game t- didn't turn out how we would like it to, um, 
but that's that's sports. You know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. There was a it was a bad loss for us, but we're going to move on and, and hopefully get this win tomorrow. And that's what we're what we're focused on right now. I mean, isn't that really what sports is all about, though? Is I mean, taking some of the adversity and then seeing how it can make you better. That's really what you guys are trying to do heading into this game against Missouri State. Definitely, and it, it's hard to see it coming out of the loss, but this could be one of the best things that has happened to us. Um, you know, looking back, maybe a few months from now, as we move towards the season. Um, throughout the season, but you know, just just trying to take it day by day and, and learn, grow, get better. Um, like like I said, refocus ourselves, come closer together. Because uh, when adversity hits, that's the only thing you can do. You can only grow closer and learn from your mistakes that you made as a group. And uh, hopefully, this helps us as we move move throughout the the course of our season. I know the shooting numbers haven't reflected it, but we know how good of a shooting team this team is with the players that are on it. The shooting woes. How do you avoid not letting it make you tentative in terms of shooting yeah I don't think these guys are tentative to shoot the ball you know we we try to shoot the ball with confidence every time it leaves our hands and uh, that's one thing that these coaches preach us you're going to miss five you're going to make five um, so I think this team is going to continue to shoot with confidence and uh, the ball is eventually going to fall your biggest thing you're looking forward to uh, in this game winning that is the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is winning this game um learning from what uh, from the mistakes that we made last game and then improving and, and just coming home with a win. Alex, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate that, Jason. You go, Jason Shepard and Alex Barcelo. We'll talk to Mark Duran in just a moment. I'm curious to hear what his thoughts on what something Alex Barcelo said as far as taking that loss, which was a negative at the time. How do they make that a positive going forward? In fact, coming up next, we'll head to the JQH Arena for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. And welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time to head to the wonderful state of Missouri. At least Jason Shepard will tell, a lot, tell you lots about that coming up later. But I'm joined now courtside for our courtside conversation with my good friend Mark Durant. Mark, how are you? Ben Bagley, I am fantastic, man. Good to talk to you. I'm here in Springfield, Missouri. This beautiful arena, really nice burgundy seats. I mean, it's it's an impressive arena here, a nice town. So what, what have I got to complain about? Well, BYU looking to not complain today as they take on the Bears of Missouri State. And in, in what was what's going to be the second kind of if you count if you count uh, Wednesday at road game going cross town, which you do. But uh, actually getting on the road, they're going to be doing a lot of that in the month of December. But going back to the UVU game, after after that disappointing loss at UVU, uh, the bounce-back game today, Alex Barcelo said the loss could be a positive for the Cougars. So how does a team turn a bad loss like that into a positive? Well, Ben, I learned too many lessons by losing, and I'm, I don't subscribe to the fact that you have to lose games to learn those lessons. You, I think you can learn a lot, most of the lessons you need without losing. So I don't like to lose to learn the lessons, but uh, it happens, so might as well try and, and learn from it. But, I mean, this BYU team has gotten by in a lot of respects just on defense and rebounding. The, the offense really has not been good at all. They've had certainly some good halves here and there, but, but 
it's just kind of been good enough. They played pretty good against Oregon. Um, but, you know, you, if, if your offense is not really clicking and then you go to a true away game, that, that was the kind of Utah and then UBU was the uh, kind of a true away game, not like Oregon at the, the Blazers Arena. It can kind of magnify offensive problems because you're in a tight game and you have guys that are nervous and the, the plays are bigger. And both of those teams, Utah and UVU, really kind of went all in on, I'm going to stop Alex Barcelo. They know him. They know how important he is. I don't know if Missouri State will quite realize it. Maybe he'll be able to get a little more freedom in this game. But the teams that know Alex know we got to stop Alex Barcelo. They did everything they could to stop him at the expense of letting other guys shoot all they want. And against Utah, it backfired a little bit because Tijon went off in the second half and he's able to pull it out. Against UVU, nobody kind of stepped up. I thought Spencer Johnson did a good job, but when, when the game was on the line and they had taken Alex out of the game, nobody made a shot in that last three or four minutes. And so, uh, you, you know, I think I guess the lesson that you learn is that maybe you're not as good as you thought you were and you better come ready to play, and that, that, that's always a lesson that is helpful for teams because um, you got to go out every game. Like, man, I was I was scared every game, man. I, every game I thought we were going to lose. I, I was just so afraid of losing. Not that it was a, it affected my confidence because I knew we were good, but you you got to have fear of your opponent. You got to understand that these guys are good players, and they're playing college basketball. They're they they can beat you, and I was just scared that we wouldn't come out and give the kind of effort we needed to win those games and so you, you got to be come out ready to play but I think the second thing is guys need to other than Alex Barcelo and recognize you know this team to other teams are just going to try to stop him and so other guys have to step up and make the plays whether it's Seneca who's going to have a big role um, whether it's uh, you know Tijon even uh, you know he kind of faded away Caleb all those guys need to step up and, and you just I don't know how you can say just play with more confidence, but recognize that you have to go make plays in those situations. Now, that, that's a bad answer, but that's really the only answer is it's more of a mental thing. You come out, play play a little bit harder. Hey, let's play a little bit harder. Let's play with confidence. Let's trust our teammates and, and go out and get a win uh, because you, you drop another one here and then, then you're kind of reeling as a team and you don't want to be in that spot. No, I think I think you you, you said something interesting there, and, and as you, as you were describing uh, the situation, I, I thought back to some of the past games of the season, and and with this new group and the chemistry that's kind of coming together and forming right now, and it's going to change obviously with the absence of Gavin Baxter. We'll get to that in just a second. It, it was almost like everybody was deferring to and waiting for Alex Barcelo to do something, um, and, and I think this BYU team to be successful. I mean, Alex Barcelo is a safety net. You know he's there and he's going to get you something, but you need more out of Seneca and Tijon and Caleb Lohner, those three guys specifically uh, to, off on the offensive end for this team to really get rolling. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, and why not? You know, why not <laughs> look to Alex? Because that's what he's done is make the plays this year and he's hit the big shots late in the game. But it, it's different now because – if I'm coaching against uh, BYU, I I'm selling out completely on Alex. I'm going to put my best defender on him. I'm going to say, don't worry about anything else. You're always touching him. You're always with him. Wherever he goes, you're with him. On the high screens, I tell my big men, don't worry about your guy. You hedge, you 
stop him until that guy gets back on him. I mean, every the, the guy is on him. It's almost like a boxing one. He's always on Alex, and then everyone else is looking to help and not worry about their guys. And uh, and so you know, Alex, as good as he is, he's smaller. Um, he shoots from his forehead, so he's not a guy that can get a shot if he wants it necessarily. Um, he wanted the shots at UVU, but he needs. He's not a guy that can shoot it with with no space between the defenders. Some guys can do that. He need. He doesn't need a lot of space, but he needs a little bit of space uh, to be able to get his shot off. And, he, and you know, Fardos, uh, Amac blocked a couple of his shots. Uh, and, and so it's not like you say, well, just go shoot it, Alex. But because you know, defenses are they're not letting him shoot it. Um, so. If that's going to be the case going forward, then you need to change your mindset. You can say, well, Alex is going to hit the win, the big shot for us. So I need to hit the big shot. I need, If my guy is selling out on defense, I need to be ready, and I'll hit the big shot. And uh, it, it's okay to defer to really good players, but when the other teams are selling out on that guy, then you – I mean, that, your eyes ought to get bright, man. This is my chance. I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy. And uh, I, think, I think BYU will kind of get that. And like I said, T. John did it. Tijon did it in that Utah game. I mean, he was really good, but no one stepped up to fill that role in, at the UVU game. Just no one. Maybe, again, a little bit Spencer Johnson, but not not when BYU had that seven-point lead with three and a half minutes to go. They just – nobody nobody came through at that point. Um, speaking of uh, something that happened in the UVU game, but to, just to the season as a whole, is Mark Pope comes into this year expecting to have uh, Big Rich and uh, Gavin Baxter anchoring that big, the big and the paint uh, for this BYU team, and Rich obviously with his cardio- cardiovascular issues. Uh, I'm not sure when his return is going to be. Gavin Baxter, for the third time, suffers a season-ending injury, and he's done for the year. Tough to watch as a BYU fan, and just as a guy knowing Gavin and what a, what a good guy is, and all he's been through the past three years. It's tough to see that happen, but now you got to go play a game. Now you're relying on. Pusini Traore, you're relying on Atiki Alatiki, two guys who come in, they're raw, they're young, they're actually, they're exceeding expectations, but now you're heaping more and more expectations on their shoulders, and Caleb Lohner as well. Hey, what, what does it be what you need to do to, to fill that void left in the middle? Well, I mean, I I was just, just devastated. I really was. I mean, I love Gavin Baxter, uh, and I you know, I talked with him a little bit, and I was just so excited. And after that Utah game, I reached out and said, man, I mean, you played so good, man. Keep it up, brother. Your future's bright. And then to have that happen the next game, it just, just ripped my heart out. And I, you know, if that happens for a radio announcer just knows him a little bit, think of what it does with these with his teammates. And that's hard to bounce back from. But, but I mean, what, what are you going to do? I mean, there's nothing you can do at this point. So now you got to look at it as an opportunity, right, where when – Richard Harward went out. That was an opportunity for Gavin, and he stepped up, and also for Pusini, and and, and now this is a huge opportunity for Tiki Aliatiki to, to play and get minutes you otherwise wouldn't have gotten, and that will help him get better. It's not going to be overnight. Like you said, some of these guys are really raw. I mean, it was funny. The last timeout uh, in regulation at UVU, Coach Pope, it was just a 1.7 seconds left. They're just trying to – UVU was trying to get a shot. And Coach Pope was explaining to Atiki how to guard the inbounds pass and not to – because if you look at that tape again, UVU is trying to take a charge on Atiki. They're going to run the baseline and, and step in and take a charge because they didn't think Atiki would know that. So he's playing defense, and then Connor runs, and he stays there because he <laughs> – Coach said, you just stay there and get your hands up. That's all you do. And the only reason I tell that point is not 
to, you know, say anything about Atiki. But he just he just doesn't know basketball as well as some others just because he hasn't played much. So it's not that he can't play, and he's got the body to, to play and do everything he can. I mean, he's really impressive. But he doesn't understand necessarily like a Gavin Baxter, okay, I'm going to move my feet here, and I'm going to help here, and I'm going to go up and hedge here and then get back to my man here. And, and he'll get it, but it, it's just that experience especially on the defensive end, that, that it, it hurts. But this will be his chance. So you got an opportunity. Go go make the best of it. And guys will, you know, Fusini's had a little bit of a slump last two games. He needs to be better. And I think he can be. He's shown it already. So I, I expect that from him. And Caleb's just got to be got to be better. I mean, he does so many great things. We all understand that. Great rebounder, great defender. But he's just got to make some threes. He's got to or, or not go out there because teams aren't even guarding him. And it slows down the offense, and he's not a threat, and people can then go help on Alex against him. So either keep him kind of around the basket, make him do things around the basket, or, or just, I mean, I know BYU likes to get their bigs out on the perimeter, but if, if you have Caleb and Fusini with their hands on the ball on the perimeter, you have two guys that are likely not going to shoot, or if they do shoot, will miss. No offense, guys, but right now that's the way it is. I mean, right now. Uh, I, I hope that will change. But if, you, if you've got two bigs that are not a threat to shoot and they're spending a lot of time on the perimeter, I mean, is that defense hard? To, is that an offense that's hard to game plan and guard against? No. No. And so things, some things will have to change, and I have full confidence that Mark Pope will make the necessary adjustments. Listen, he doesn't win 50, 50 games faster than any coach at BYU. He, he, he knows all this stuff. He'll figure it out. But that's kind of what happened and, and some of the things that needs to change. One last question for you, Mark, before we let you go. Uh, on that shooting, uh, you, you, the Cougars shoot, shoot 32% against UVU. They're shooting about 40% season. Uh, I think everybody wants to see that that number increase. Seven games in, is it too early to be concerned about the shooting of this team? Absolutely. I am extremely concerned about the shooting. But here's the thing that gives me uh, a little bit of hope. Um, I think Tijon's a much better shooter than he is. I think Trevin Nell... Trevor Nell's in a little bit of a spot because it's. I think it's hard with the, uh, the amount of minutes he's getting right now to get really comfortable. This is shot, so he's knocking down a higher percentage. But in order to get more minutes, you got to knock down a higher percentage to get the minutes. So you can. I mean, it's a tough spot for him. So he's. I think. I think he's much better shooter than than he shows. Uh, Seneca, I think, could be better. Uh, he doesn't have a very pure shot. It's. I've been watching him warm up here, and it's. It's not a good shot. That's not I mean he's not a scorer, but you're probably not going to get 40% from three from him. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a challenge, but I see where there's a lot of room for improvement from guys that I think are better shooters in there. You can't just say just be a better shooter if you're not a good shooter, but I've seen enough of these guys like Caleb, like Trevin, to know that they're better shooters than what they're playing like. So, there's some hope that they can kind of get back up to that level again uh, because it's not a new skill for them. It's not getting better. It's just kind of getting back to where you were. All right, Mark, thank you so much for the insight. Look forward to you and Jason on the call coming up here uh, up here in about 25 minutes. Hey, Ben, thanks, man. Always great to talk to you, brother. See you. Yes, it is. Talk, good to talk to you, not you to talk to me for sure. Uh, stop by your local, local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some of the other scores in college hoops and college football. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. 
Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Missouri State Bears. Fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win. With Papa John's Pizza. With a BYU win today, pizza will be 50% off at papajohns.com using the online promo code BYU50. That would be BYU50 on Monday. This offer is good at any Utah location. Let's check some scores from around college basketball in the top 25. Number 13 ranked Tennessee, currently 13 minutes left in the second half, by 10 on Colorado, 44 to 34. 21st ranked Auburn's hosting Yell. They're not very good hosts. They're beating the Bulldogs 61 to 36. That game's got 16 minutes left in the second half. A couple of finals in college basketball in the top 25. Let's get to them. Uh, number six, Villanova moves to six and two on the season. They're, they've got 81-52 winners over St. Joseph. Ole Miss upsets 18th-ranked Memphis, 67-63. to 23rd-ranked Wisconsin beats Marquette in an in-state robbery, 89-76. to The 24th-ranked Michigan Wolverines beat uh, San Diego State. We'll call that the Steve Fisher Bowl, 72-58. to The 25th-ranked Seton Hall, uh, they beat Nyack College. Never heard of it, but they beat them good, 113-67. to Other top 25 games coming up later later today, and we'll get you with those scores as they happen throughout the game and in the postgame. Let's skip over to college football. It is conference championship weekend. Uh, one game in the books. That was last night. The University of Utah, 17th ranked, and they beat 10th ranked Oregon 38-10. to uh, The Utes will head to the Rose Bowl game in action right now. Down the Big 12, their championship game uh, versus fifth-ranked Oklahoma State and ninth-ranked Baylor. Baylor currently with the lead. They've led throughout the game. They're up 21-16 to 16 with about a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma State does have the ball driving, looking to try to even that game. A good game going on there in the Big Ten championship. A bunch of other games coming up later today. Just one one uh, shout-out to BYU women's soccer who advanced to the national championship match. That match will take place on Monday here on the BYU Sports Network. But the Cougars uh, against conference rivals WCC go through the full game. No score, nil-nil at the end of the game and through overtime. They go to penalty kicks, and BYU beats Santa Clara on penalty kicks Three to two. So the Cougars advancing to their first ever national championship game. That game was scheduled to be played on Sunday, but do, uh, with BYU in the championship game, it will be played Monday night. And you can hear it here on the new skin BYU Sports Network coming up next. We'll send you the JHQ Arena in Springfield, Missouri for Cougar pregame coaches show with Jason Shepard. You're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join your host, Jason Shepard. 
Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans, and welcome inside the JQH Arena on the campus of Missouri State University in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. Today, the 12th-ranked BYU Cougars face the 4-3 and three Missouri State Bears out of the Missouri Valley Conference. My name is Jason Shepard. Happy to be joined by my broadcast partner, Mark Durant. Mark, for the first time this season, BYU will be looking to bounce back from a loss. The Cougars fell to 6-1 after Wednesday night's 72-65 overtime loss at Utah Valley. BYU struggled shooting the basketball, hitting a season-low 32% from the field. But beyond just the loss of the game, the team lost Gavin Baxter to another season-ending injury. Gavin tore his ACL and is done for the year. Mark, we'll obviously be paying uh, attention to see how the team bounces back from the loss and the loss of Gavin Baxter. A devastating injury for Gavin. Clearly, really, really hard for everybody involved. you got to remember Richard Harward, you know, he was your starter, then Gavin's your starter. You think, well, well, Gavin, you know, his numbers aren't exorbitant. BYU should be able to uh, absorb that. But the, the, the depth is not there and the defense. I mean, the thing people don't understand about Gavin is such a tremendous defender, one of the best rim protectors since probably Sean Bradley. I mean, he, what he does and how smart he was and how quick he was on defense dr drastically changes what you do in game plan defensively. So that, that's a devastating loss. But, yeah, I mean, it, this, this is a this is a, will tell a lot a lot about this basketball team. I mean, it really will. You, you're, you're up against it. you got guys that are injured and uh, – and guys that are sick, and uh, and you just lost a game in a heartbreaking fashion, and your confidence is down because you couldn't make shots in that game. The the remedy for that is typically not going halfway across the country on an away <laughs> court against a really good team. I mean, that, yeah, this is not the thing you want to do. But if BYU can kind of rebound and play well today, and get the win on the road like this, it can do dramatic things for this team's confidence once again. Conversely, if you lose this one, you're reeling. Yep. And then, then what do you do? you got Utah State next week. I mean, it, it doesn't get easier. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, really tough for Gavin. But but I like how Alex was talking in your pregame interview. And they just got to go and find a way to get a win. And if this team can do that, it will say a lot about it. Yeah, and beyond anything on the basketball court, you feel worse for Gavin and just the – the thought of having to go through that one more time, yeah, because you mentioned it was playing so well coming off the 14-point performance and looked so good against the University of Utah. You just feel horrible for him, and uh, and you, you certainly hope the best. Um, you'll hear from head coach Mark Pope. You know, no decision has been made in terms of what Gavin uh, is, is going to do. Um, you'll hear from Coach Pope talking about that coming up in just a minute, but you just feel horrible for him because he's, he's such a great guy and was playing so well. He really is, and I got to know him just a little bit. And you get when you become invested with these young men, and then to understand what he's gone through to get back to where he was, and the hard work, and the, the weights, and the, the training, and the physical therapy, and just the mental aspect of it. And he was just really starting to play so well. And it, it's just—I mean, I haven't had a player getting injured affect me like this, maybe ever. And and, and imagine, like I told Ben. If that affects me like that, imagine right. how it affects the guys on yeah. the team who, who are his best friends. I mean, it, it just is like a, a punch to the gut, but you just got to kind of got to get off the mat here and fight back and and uh, go out and, and a great opportunity for other guys now. I mean, you don't want that opportunity, but when it comes, this is your chance. You know, Fusini and Atiki Aliatiki and 
Uh, and Caleb Lohner could play better, so we'll see how BYU responds. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, as the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Springfield, Missouri in the JQH Arena at Missouri State. It's a battle between the Cougars and the Bears. This is the third meeting between these two teams. However, it's the first time that the game's being played here in Springfield. The series is tied at 1-1, but the two previous games were back in 1984 and 1987. So if you remember those games, good for you. Both the Cougars and Bears coming off losses. While BYU lost in overtime to UVU on Wednesday, Missouri State dropped its Missouri Valley Conference opener at Illinois State also in overtime. The Bears are 73rd in the Ken Palm ratings. And just like BYU, they will be anxious to get back on the winning track today as well. And now it's time to hear from the head coach of the BYU Cougars. He is Mark Pope. Our pregame chat is brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Obviously coming off a tough loss, did, have you seen out of the guys what you would want to see in the last two days? Um, I don't know. We'll know. We're going to know more today. Um, you know, it's it's um, Wednesday was hard for so many reasons, and the number one reason times a thousand was Gavin. Like, it was just... I mean, that just, I think all of us have witnessed him the last two years fight back and fight back and fight back. And then to see him down was, it was, that was, we actually train, we actually practice guys getting hurt. So you always have guys get hurt in practice, twist the ankle, get hit in the face, need some stitches, whatever. And we actually practice it's, it seems a little brutal and cruel, but someone gets hurt, they go down. We just immediately, I don't, I won't even really acknowledge it. I'll just move everybody to the other half of the court. We go. And we do that purposefully because that happens in the game, and you have to be able to move on. You have to be able to move on for the guy that's hurt. you got to be able to move on for the rest of the team and guys that are Brexit. That was really hard. I mean, it, I don't know if I've ever had a moment like that. We've had some things go down. Yoli's finger, Jake's ankle. Um, but that, that one was super hard. How is he doing? I, I mean, this has got to just gut him that this has happened again. How is he handling things right now? He's unbelievable. He's he's such an incredible young man. Um, he going to go through, we're all going to go through the stages of, of, of grief, right? And so... Um, but he is, you know, he's he's got an unbelievable life in front of him, and he's not even close to being in a place where he's making any decisions. Um, but but he's got great things ahead of him, and uh, he's going to do great. In terms of on the floor, then, what do you do? Who do you move into that spot to take those minutes? Yeah, so uh, something we got to figure out. You know, we still have Gideon back, so we're gonna we're just gonna massage the whole thing. Um, you know, unfortunately for us, it's our second starting five that's gone. We do have two super talented rookies. They're rookies. We'll have Caleb place in five, um, and we'll just do it by committee the best we can. We're gonna be much smaller on the floor. It, in, a, in some significant ways, it 
changes a lot for us. And so it's going to be exciting. We, get, we have to reinvent ourselves, and we're actually really good at doing that. And hopefully we can do it super fast and not miss a beat, and, and we'll get after it. When teams play physical against you, what's the best way to counter that? Pace beats physicality. Pace always beats physicality. The problem is physicality's goal is to like slow you down and get you stuck. And um, so that's a battle. It's a battle that plays out through the course of games and seasons. And um, and so that is that's the fight, right? And that's that's the battle we got to win. This Missouri State team, they come in at four and three, but I'm I'm looking at their stats. I'm looking at the games they played. This this is a pretty good team for four and three. Yeah, we 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 schedule this game because on the road is a quad one. They're a top seventy team. They're really really good in a really really good Missouri Valley Conference. And um, you know, there's a team that they're in the top three percent in the country in terms of offensive efficiency. They shoot it from every position and they shoot it deep. You know, they got a couple two guards starting and coming off the bench. There's Averaging eight or nine threes a take in a game. Um, they got elite, elite score uh, starting at the three for them and elite, elite score and playmaker starting at the five, complemented by unbelievable shooters all around with some length and tenacity. They're a really, really good team, a veteran team with everybody coming back. And it's a quad one game. Like, that's the whole point is, like, to get a quad one game, you have to go play great teams and you got to do it on the road. That's why we're here. So what are the must-dos then to pull this one off and, uh, and, and get back on the winning track? You know, with the team that shoots 40% as a team, we have to be there on the catch. We, the, the catch two part of our game has got to be a heavy lean to be in there on the catch. And, and it makes it difficult. When you have a player as talented as their center, uh, Prim, who just is, he's got a, he's like a 65-year-old hooper. <laughs> I mean, he got the greatest old, he's got an incredible old man's game, like incredible. And I say that, I'm saying that with the most respect. Um, I actually was a huge fan. I saw him play in junior college, was a huge fan. And what he's done here and already done this season is incredible. But to like, to be out on shooters while you have such a problem inside is really difficult. Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck against the Bears. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you afterwards. Thanks. Appreciate you. That's BYU head coach Mark Pope. And as you heard him say, no Gideon George again. So BYU down another player as they get ready to take on Missouri State here. It's time for our keys to the game brought to you by Ford, built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys to today's game? Well, Mississippi, or excuse me, Missouri State. I was just talking about Mississippi State, weren't we? Missouri State is a really good three-point shooting team. Uh, they got Jalen Minnette, is about 53%. Mosley, I mean, they've got they've got some some really good shooters. They shoot more than most teams BYU's face, so BYU's going to have to do a nice job defending the perimeter. I think if BYU makes as many threes as Missouri State does, then they'll win this game because I think defensively BYU's going to be much better. Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling and tailgating faves. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next from Springfield, Missouri on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside Jason Shepard. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And speaking of BYU fans, once again showing up in droves. There are so many BYU fans wearing their Cougar blue here at the JQH Arena here in Springfield, Missouri. It is the BYU Cougars and the Missouri State Bears. Jason Shepard, Mark Durant with you courtside. And Mark, this was something that Coach Pope and I talked about in that pregame interview, but it certainly appears that the strategy of BYU opponents this season so far has been to just be as physical as you possibly can with the Cougars and try and knock them off their game. BYU was able to handle that type of play against Utah, but UVU was a little bit of a different story. You heard Coach Pope talk about pace can handle the physicality, but it's a double-edged sword because the physical play is designed to slow you down, so it's sort of like a chicken or the egg thing here. How do you feel like BYU can best handle the physical play they're seeing right now? Well, it's tough, especially for Alex Barcelo. I mean, that's the real uh, point of the spear for defenses. They're trying to be really physical with him and take him out of what they want to do. So when you rely so much on one player and they're taking him out, it kind of leaves everyone a little bit in limbo. But I think the key to it, I mean, for, for a team to be physical, they have to be by you, right? So you got to, like, like you said, you got to use your quickness. And Tijon was able to do that in Utah to get past his man because he was so close to him and then turn the corner and get in the paint, draw the big defenders and dunk it off for a little easy put back dunk. BYU was unable to kind of get around that that initial defender was close to to get in the paint against UBU and then you had a real presence in there with AMAC and the problem is today you're going to have another presence in there uh, with Gage Prim is terrific. I mean, it's you're phenomenal. going from the fire, frying pan into the fire. Two of the best big men in the country. He's averaging a double-double. Had 27 the other night in overtime loss. So it, it's still going to be a problem. But if teams are going to – you have to make them pay. Because if you're physical and you're doing – you're giving up something, right? So what are you giving up? Well, you're giving up that space and the ability to control dribble penetration. BYU has to be committed to get the dribble penetration, good quick first step, and get in the paint. More on Missouri State coming up in our next segment. Want to remind you, though, mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. Fresh off-the-grill chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp, Coconut Island Grill has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text COCONUT to 61090 for a 15% discount on your next visit. That's COCONUT with two Ks. Text K-O-K-O-N-U-T to 61090. Coming up on the other side, a deeper dive into the Bears of Missouri State. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the JQH Arena in Springfield, Missouri. It stands for John Q. Hammonds. He is a uh, 
Well, he's a guy that donates a lot of money to Missouri State. In fact, uh, the uh, the baseball field is named Hammond Stadium. The reason I know that, uh, it's not because I'm following a ton of uh, Missouri State baseball. It just also happens to be the double-A home of the St. Louis Cardinals, who are my team. So I know that, uh, that that's where they play. Uh, but that's what the JQH stands for in uh, JQH Arena. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with I'm, you. I'm surprised that I haven't seen more things named after the Shepard family here because I know you're from around here. I was born 90 miles from here. I've got a lot of family who all live within an hour to 90 minutes away that are here at the game. Uh, so this, is, uh, this has been a really fun experience, and now I'm really excited to be able to call a BYU win here in my home state. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, but as you mentioned, Mark, this this team that BYU is facing today in Missouri State is really, really good. Their head coach is Dana Ford. He's been the head coach here in Springfield since the 2018 season. As we mentioned, his team's 4-3 and three to begin the year. The Bears have three players scoring in double digits, led by senior forward Gage Prim, who you talked about, with 20 points. Prim is averaging a little over 10 rebounds a game. So while he isn't necessarily Fardaz Amac on the glass, he's certainly a handful. He ranks ninth nationally in double-doubles. He's 21st in field goal percentage. He's 22nd in offensive rebounding, 25th in defensive rebounding, and he's 33rd in the nation in scoring. This is a good Missouri State team, and as a team, the Bears right now are 35th in the country in field goal percentage and 52nd nationally from beyond the three-point line. This is a team that can shoot, and they can score, averaging about 80 points a game. Yeah, that, that worries you when you're a team that's struggling offensively. Now, they're not going to get 80 because BYU is one of the best defensive teams in the country, but you've got it, and, and they're, they haven't been home a lot. They, they're home. They're going to shoot even better than those numbers, so you better be ready to go, and you better match some of that offense with a little bit of offense of your own. All right, we'll have more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Nearing tip-off here in Springfield, Missouri, Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with you courtside. The BYU Cougars and the Missouri State Bears. Uh, just uh, some housekeeping here. Uh, there will be a five-minute slide on this game. Uh, the game is being broadcast uh, television-wise on CBS Sports Network, and it's my understanding that that game is going a little bit longer, so they're going to push it. Uh, just a little bit. So uh, our start time was originally supposed to be uh, 2.05 Mountain Time tip. It's now going to be closer to 2.10 Mountain Time. Uh, so uh, it'll be just a couple more minutes uh, longer than what we expected. But Mark, you know, with, with Baxter out for the year, still no Richard Harward. We found out that Gideon George is not going to be here. There's a lot that's going to fall on the shoulders of BYU's very young bigs. And Traore and Atiki Ali Atiki with Loner playing some five. Obviously, the Cougars are going to be playing smaller than they originally intended, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's the answer is to play smaller. I, I think it's hard anyway to have Caleb and Vicini on the floor at the same time simply because BYU plays their bigs on the perimeter a lot. So if you've got two non-shooters on the perimeter, uh, that makes it easy on the defense. They don't need, to, they don't need to come out and guard you. They can kind of pack it in. So I think one big guy in there, and that, that gives you another shooter, whether it's Nell or Johnson on the floor. You got, you've got your best offensive group out. You know, you're going to give up some rebounding. You're going to give up some of that defense we've been talking about, but it, you'll be better offensively. So I think that's the smart play right now with this situation. And then you're just trying to get Pusini and Atiki a little more experience, and hopefully Caleb can start hitting that, that shot a little bit better and then maybe go back to a bigger lineup. But I think right now, 
try to stop the bleeding a little bit and go with the smaller lineup. And curiously, BYU just coming on the floor now. They they weren't out here for a long time. I mean, Missouri State's been out here a long time, maybe 10, 15 minutes BYU has been in the locker room. So interesting to see what uh, BYU's doing in these warm-ups. But it, this should be an interesting one here. Crowd is great for BYU. They just came out. You got a nice cheer. I, I think it always shocks teams and other fans when they play BYU. What is going on here? Why are there so many BYU fans here? But that's the way it is. That's, Cougar Nation. That's the way BYU travels. That's the way the Cougars roll. In 2022, BYU men's basketball will be dunking on cancer through generous donations. Each BYU dunk during West Coast Conference play will raise money for BYU's Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to sccrchem.byu.edu. Time for a final break. We'll wrap up the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show when we return to Springfield, Missouri on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Nearing tip-off here in Springfield, Missouri, BYU and Missouri State, both teams coming off losses in overtime, both teams looking to bounce back. For more of a preview on the Bears before the game today, I had a chance to catch up with associate head coach Corey Gibson. Here's our conversation. I have to say, Coach, seeing what type of team you guys have, looking at the numbers, I was a bit surprised you guys were just 4-3. and three. Take me through the season to this point for you guys. You know, we're just taking it one day at a time. And, uh, you know, in a position that you're in, I'm sure one thing that you understand is that, you know, you can't look too far in the past and you can't go too far in the future else you can't unwrap the present that's in front of you. And the present that's in front of us right now is you all having an opportunity to bounce back um, after being beat by Utah Valley, which the head coach is the former coach there. And we have an opportunity to bounce back from an Illinois State situation where Coach Ford used to coach there and that's his alma mater. Mm -hmm. So I think it's his present for both of, both of us to stay in the present moment. How would you describe this team this year? Because you've got a lot of shooting on this roster. Certainly, you guys were able to score the basketball. What, how do you look at the development of this roster? This team is really a blessing because we got very coachable guys. And uh, when you have coachable guys and we have a coachable team, there's always room for progress. And uh, that's, what, that's what we're really pleased with with this team, even though we've had some shortcomings, mm -hmm. is that each guy is very coachable and each guy still has room for growth. BYU has been one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. How much have you guys talked about the ability to make sure you keep BYU off the glass tonight? Not only are they one of the best rebounding teams in the nation, they got one of the best players in the nation, they're one of the best teams in the nation. So when you play against a team like that, it's a four-unit collective effort. So not only do we have to keep them off the glass, you know, a team like BYU, you have to make sure that your team understands that's going to take the collective effort. Prim is obviously a guy that stands out. I mean, you just look at the numbers. The guy is phenomenal. Give, uh, give our listeners an idea of what they'll uh, hear and see from him today. Well, what, you, what you'll see from him is that you'll see the same thing that you see every game, the same thing that you see every practice, that you're always going to get his best. And so that's what you can expect from a guy like that. You're going to always get his best. Never do you have to tune in on television or never do you have to come in person and wonder what you're going to get because you always know what you're going to get with Prim. Coach's dream, right? 
It's a coach's dream. <laughs> coach, appreciate the time. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was associate head coach of the Missouri State Bears, Corey Gibson. Appreciate his time before tip-off here.